Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City uh, podcast. I'm Rob Tanner, the Leicester City correspondent, and with me is Jordan Blackwell, uh, my colleague and uh, big Leicester City supporter as well. So we're going to be discussing all the events of the week at the King Power Stadium. And it's been another eventful week, uh, particularly with the transfer window closing on Tuesday. Personally, that was a long old day for me, that was 17 hours of work that day, but um, in the end it was a bit of a, a damp squib as these January transfer windows usually are. Leicester City were trying to bring in a defender, They've we know that they tried for several targets and they have landed one. Uh, Mola Wagwe, I think we could pronounce it, Mola Wagwe? Yes, yeah, something like that, Mola Wagwe, I, I, I'd be tempted to say, but um, yes, it doesn't seem like he was Leicester's first Choice targets, you know, with uh, with bids for particularly a Serbi, they they chase for a, for a long time, um, but it's a centre back nonetheless, and it is a, it is a position they needed to strengthen. And what do we know about him? He's uh, he's actually he was on loan at Udinese from Granada. There, that's this strange situation where Watford are involved yes, in this little yeah. clique of clubs in Europe as well. So he's actually registered with Granada. Yes, he joined uh, Granada uh, on a permanent deal. And he was in the his third season on loan at Udinese. Um, but as he was a regular last season, but has fallen out of favour a little bit this season. Only played six games um, in all competitions, um, which I think is is the concern from Leicester City fans really that Leicester have signed a player that wasn't enjoying a lot of football uh, at his at his previous club. They've not signed a top player. They've signed someone who was surplus to requirements at it, at his former club. Um, so I think there's a there's a little bit concern there that if he's not good enough for Udinese, can he be good enough for Leicester? But it's a different environment, it's a different league. It seems like Leicester have been keeping an eye on him for some time. So he, he could yet make an impact and he, he could be a, a really good signing. We'll just have to wait and see, I think. That's a good point. I mean, people talk about um, signings and the changeover from Steve Walsh because there's a lot of frustrations among City fans. They haven't done more business. but. We understand that uh, this guy was scouted under the Walsh system before and they have been keeping tabs on him for a couple of years. 25 years old, Mali International, but uh, he's, off, uh, he's from France as well. Uh, and now the lads that have met him already say he's an absolute unit. He's six foot three, two three, big lad, physical. So he might be tailor-made more for, for English football than Italian football, but he is available for Sunday's visit at Manchester United if Claudio Ranieri chooses to pick him. He did say that he's bringing him in uh, to give a bit of relief to his overworked war horses, Robert Hoof and Wes Morgan. They've, I mean, Morgan's played every minute, every game, and he has done so for several years, and it looks like it's been taking its toll in terms of uh, Leicester City's uh, clean sheet record in uh, in recent weeks. So, hopefully... But there were there were, there were efforts for more. Let's, let, let's stress that. There were efforts for more signings. The Gaston Ramirez one, right up until the last sort of few hours, Leicester was, were trying to do that one. Gaston Ramirez had handed in a transfer request at, at uh, Middlesbrough, but Ike Cranker said that there was no way he was going to sell him. 100% he was going to stay with them, and he was true to his word. Uh, it's similar to the situation with Leo Ujoa. Um 
that was uh, played out very very publicly Leo handing in a transfer request then Leicester City turning down uh, bids from Alaves uh, an offer of a loan with a view to a permanent from Galatasaray uh, which wasn't uh, a particularly great offer uh, and then the offers, three offers from Sunderland, um, the last one being for £8 million. Now, a lot of people surprised that City didn't take that, but when you consider Slomani's got a groin injury, a long-running groin injury, that we don't know, but we'll find out, but uh, could eventually require some sort of surgery in the summer if they can nurse him through. And the fact that Jamie Vardy's uh, out of form at the moment, you can understand why City have kept Leo, wouldn't you? Yes, and I think particularly not selling him to Sunderland, I think you, you can certainly understand that because Leicester know and Leicester fans know that Ujoa is more than capable of scoring goals. And if he went on to score you know, six or seven goals for Sunderland and kept them up at Leicester's expense, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you receive for him, that's that's a bad deal. Mm. Um, but I certainly think there's been a lot of sympathy for Ujo's situation, despite you know his, his fairly public comments that he would never play for the club again. I think fans are uh, sympathetic with him and you know his his lack of game time. Um, but I'm not surprised that there's been an improvement. There seems to have been an improvement in the situation over the past couple of days with Ujoa sort of willing to to work and get back get himself back into the team. I think that's absolutely the case. I mean, he's a very popular character within the uh, the squad and with the staff around the training ground. And when all this uh, broke, uh, there was a lot of sympathy internally for his situation. But the realism of it was that unless a bid came in and it was uh, acceptable to City, he's got 18 months left on his contract and he was going to have to stay. Now, we fully expect this, this situation to rise again in the summer and, and possibly Leicester City will move him on because I'll have more time to bring in a replacement but for now uh, I fully expect Leo to be professional to train as hard as he can and although he said some strong words about the manager Claudio Ranieri and there'll be some bridges to build there I don't think there'll be any issues integrating him back into the squad and I sure, certainly don't think that the, uh, his teammates will bear any sort of malice towards him but uh, no a strange situation altogether and uh, it was something that's it's been a strange week that, that, that was obviously an unsavoury situation but then the performance at Burnley, which I didn't think was too bad. It was a battling performance at Burnley, lacking that bit of quality in the final third again, which has been a, a, a real feature of, of January. I mean, they didn't score a single league goal in January, and uh, in the end, they got punished in a very harsh manner. I thought it was a clear handball, even from where I was sat. It was one of those in the press bench. It was one of those where you think, well, surely they've seen that, but but they didn't. They, none of the, the officials saw it, and. Another defeat on the road. Yes, it was a, a fairly clear handball, and it's surprising that, that certainly the, the assistant referee on that side didn't see it. Um, but I think Leicester did defend well-ish. Um, I'm not sure. Certainly, they didn't deserve to win. If you could perhaps argue that they they might have deserved a draw, but still, Burnley shaded it, and they did create the better chances. And Casper Schmeichel had to make a good save from Andre Gray one-on-one. Um, but yes, I think the concern was was going forward. I think Leicester really struggled to keep the ball. They were they were pumping balls forward fairly often, and while those sorts of balls worked last season, Vardy always seemed to fa- find space in behind. Michael Keane and and Ben Mee dealt with them fairly easily. Um, there was only one really good chance I can remember Leicester having, which was when Riyad Morris when Tom Heaton spilled Riyad Morris's shot um, and Vardy's closed in but couldn't quite dink it over the top of it um, but certainly that that would be the concern from that performance is that Leicester didn't create enough chances against a team that 
have conceded lots of chances um, this season. But have been very, very strong, a third best home record in the in yes, the league, yeah. and uh, against the team with the second worst, Burnley, ironically being the ones with the worst. So, uh, but there was a, a, trying to think of uh, some clutch at some hope from that performance, and Riyad Mahrez did come alive for 10 minutes in the second half and uh, did look live in them they couldn't get him in the game the rest of the time but yes we know there's an improvement required especially with Manchester United visiting the King Power Stadium on Sunday and uh, it looked like they've really found some consistency under Mourinho and they're starting to play the Mourinho way yes I think it's uh, 14 league games unbeaten now which is the, the longest run in the league there's been a few draws in there though they've, you know they've drawn their last three in the league and particularly being unable to break down Hull uh, in midweek, they'll they'll have been disappointed by that. But certainly they're looking a lot more solid. Um, they've, all their players are fit. They've got genuine superstars in Ibrahimovic and Pogba. Um, so it's not it's not a surprise that, um, that they're slowly sort of creeping back towards a, a top four challenge. But uh, it will be it will be difficult for them to to get into that top four. But they'll certainly see this weekend's game as a chance to get to get three points and, and close the gap again. Yeah, and uh, as well, the last time Jose Mourinho was at the King Power Stadium, it was his last game as manager of Chelsea, and he was sacked shortly afterwards. Uh, I remember him saying, stating that he'd, he'd been betrayed by his players mm. that night, so it'd be interesting to see what mood he's in when he comes back in the uh, post-match press conference. Uh, well, a bit of news this week, we've had uh, the squads announced now, now the window shut for... Uh, the rest of the Premier League season and the Champions League uh, campaign as well. And what's the news from that, Jordan? Yeah, no surprises with the Premier League squad. Um, Luis Hernandez, Jeff Schlupp and Matty James, who's now on loan at Barnsley for the rest of the season, they've all dropped out. Included are uh, Mola Wagwe, uh, Wilfred Ndidi on the under-21 list and uh, Johan Benelouan is included as well. Uh, a few more surprises on the Champions League list. Um, again, Hernandez uh, and Schlupp have dropped out, but so have Vasilevsky and Kapuska. Uh, Income, Ndidi, Wagwe and Ben Luan. Uh, Leicester have only filled 23 places of, of their 25-man squad for the Champions League because they have to have a certain amount of homegrown players, um, including players trained at the club. Uh, so they, they have to have, if they want to fill their 25-man squad, they have to have four players that have come through the club's academy. Leicester only have two in Andy King and Ben Chilwell, so they have to leave two gaps, meaning that Vasilevsky and uh, Kapuska have had to be sacrificed. Right, OK. And there's also a bit of news about Danny Amartes, the last of the Leicester City players away at the Africa Cup of Nations. Uh, he's with Ghana, isn't he? Yes, yeah, they lost 2-0 uh, in their semi-final to Cameroon on Thursday night, uh, but he's not heading back just yet. He's got the um, third-place playoff against Burkina Faso on Saturday evening. Uh, but after that, uh, he'll be heading back, and he'll probably fancy his chances of, of playing some football. I think Leicester fans have been particularly pleased that he's, he's played a lot of football centre back for Ghana. He's played, he's played every every game of Ghana's at, at Afcon, um, four of them at centre back, and he seems to have performed pretty well. And I think. Leicester fans would probably quite like to see him tried there um, in the Premier League. Yeah, Wagge and uh, Daniel Marte, perhaps mm. as, a, as a future central defensive partnership. But uh, he should be back for the Swansea game, which has now become a massive game, hasn't it, the away at Swansea. But before that, the visit of United. We'll find out later today at the press conference, the team news. But we're expecting, well, they were hoping that Islam Slomani will shake off his persistent groin injury in time to return for that game. We'll also get an update on Leo Joe's situation because he 
he's been missing for the last few games with a, a thigh injury. So uh, we'll also bring you um, all the news from the press conference on the Mercury website and on the Mercury Facebook page. So check back with us at that time and uh, um, come, please come back and, and for the next instalment of Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong. <laughs>